Hey, how's it going? My name is Stephen Marks and welcome to the Spirit and Truth podcast. My purpose with all of these teachings is to equip you with the word of God and help you understand your authority, your power, your victory and mission as a believer in Jesus Christ. So you go from glory to glory and victory to victory by the power of Holy Spirit who lives in you. So enjoy, God bless and let's get our generation saved. Hello and welcome to episode number nine. I'm so excited. I'm really hoping that by this time you guys are pressing into some of the reality of the truths that I've been pre- uh, preaching here and that you're actually walking in them. Like that's the point of these things, right? To make it revelation in your spirit and then for you to act it out because we're not just hearers of the word, we're doers of the word, right? James calls us to do the word and it says we'll be blessed in all of our doing. Just such an encouragement. So I pray it's blessing you in the mighty name of Jesus. I know it is me. Now, let's get straight to it. Today, we're talking about Jesus's ministry is for you, or sorry, is for every believer, regardless of role. Okay, what I mean by this is it doesn't matter if you're in business, actuary science, education, I don't know, not going to college, like it doesn't matter What the heck you do in life, every single person is called to the ministry of Jesus Christ and called to win souls. Doesn't matter if you win a thousand, doesn't matter if you win a million, doesn't matter if you win one. Every single person is called to the ministry of Jesus Christ. And I'm about to explain why and what I mean by that. You know, like a lot of people, like, I'm going to leave that to the evangelist. I'm going to leave it to the prophet. Like, uh, you know, that's a pastor's role. I don't want to do it. No. It doesn't matter if you've got a name or or whatever you want to call it. doesn't matter. It matters because the Bible says we as believers have been given the message or the ministry of reconciliation because of Christ. We've been given that. And the Bible says in Mark 16, right, 17 to 20, talks about these signs follow those who believe. Not those who are educated enough, those who go to seminary. If you believe... You're called into ministry, regardless of where that ministry is. And you might say, oh, well, how do I know then? How do I walk in my calling? I'm going to do a whole series on that. But also, that's why the previous episode was all about on Holy Spirit, learning to be in communication with the Holy Spirit. It's no longer you who live. It's Holy Spirit. It's Christ who lives in you. So now you've got to submit to that. What does he want to do? Where does he want to go? Where does he want you? Where does he need you? And submit to whatever he wants. Make sense? All right, cool. So we're going to press into it today. Jesus' ministry is for every believer, regardless of role. We're going to start with, uh, let me get my Bible. I'm going to use this one. Uh, Galatians 2. Go there with me quickly. Galatians 2. Verse, verse uh, 19. No, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow. I do not nullify the grace of God for if righteousness were through the Lord, then Christ died for no purpose. In other words, the only reason we're righteous is because of Christ. And the grace that we've received in that, right? That's what makes us righteous. Therefore, now that we are righteous, we stay righteous and we live righteous. So, 
what was Christ's ministry? Because now we know, okay, we've got to live into this. What does that look like? Go with me to Luke 4. This is where Jesus comes out of the wilderness and we learn about what he is anointed to do. Check at this. Luke 4. Temptation of Jesus comes out of the wilderness. And then we're in Luke 4.18. He says this. Because he's in a synagogue. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He's empowered me and his presence is upon me. That's what anointed means. To proclaim the good news to the poor. He's sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives or freedom to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of our Lord's favor. He's reading from Isaiah 91, right? Let me read that in the NLT. I'm going to read Isaiah 91, I mean 61 in NLT because I think that's like really understandable. Isaiah 61 in NLT. Uh, come on. Go ahead. Here we go. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to comfort those or the brokenhearted, to proclaim lib uh, the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. Okay, they've got a little asterisk here. What do they say? Greek version reads, and the blind will see. Luke 4.18. Okay, so it's the blind will see. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. And with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies. To, to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty. Uh, for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks, and the Lord has uh, sorry that the Lord has planted for His own glory. And it just keeps going. Like oh my goodness, this is just so powerful. It's amazing prophecy, and Jesus is basically saying, "I am He who does this." So now, if Christ lives in us, right? Romans. 8 verse uh, 11 says that we have the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead living inside of us. First uh, Corinthians 2 verse 6 says we have the mind of Christ. So it's all about Christ inside of us. And Christ's ministry is to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recovery of sight to the blind, liberty to the oppressed, and Lord's favor, like the year of the Lord's favor. That's what we all should be doing at a bare minimum. Now that we're saved, what the heck do we do? One, you should have testimony of the Lord bringing good news into your life, bringing freedom into your life, bringing healing into your life, bringing uh, deliverance from oppression in your life, and bringing favor into your life. Like, you must have testimony of those things. And if you don't have those things, then heck, get those things or realize you can have those things. Because that's what he was anointed to do in your life. And then because it happens in your life, you're now empowered to make that happen in other people's lives. In other words, not just, hey, you know, God's loved you, so love your neighbor. No, go and show other people the love of Jesus. Meaning, lead people to Jesus so they can actually encounter this true, real, deep, powerful love of Jesus themselves. Right? And what does that look like? Let's go look. Mark 16. Right? The signs that follow believers. Mark 16, 
verse uh, 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They'll lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken these things was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them confirming the message by accompanying signs. In other words, it's your job to preach the message. God will bring the signs, wonders and miracles. That's guaranteed. That's God's side of things. Don't have to worry about it, right? Because Christ lives in you and when you listen to him and you walk in his ways and you're guided by him, like our previous episode, these signs will follow you. And that's why it's like, it's not like, hey, my gift's like more silent. It's not really physical or whatever. Who you, you It's not your gift. It's Christ. It's the, about the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the same Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about every gift coming from the same Spirit, right? And so it's got nothing to do with you. You're dead, right? Galatians said you've died. You were crucified with Christ and it's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. Hallelujah. It's awesome. Praise God, right? So now we bear fruit as evidence of the work that's been done in us. If we're struggling to find fruit and we're not living in a changed way, that's where the question of, does did God really work in your heart? Because you're living in the exact same way that you were before you encountered Jesus, as if to say, that's better than Jesus. What it, and it sure as heck isn't, right? I know for my life, it definitely isn't. My life before Jesus was not fun. And you might say, oh, well, Stephen, you've been born in a pastor's house and, you know, you've practically never known a day without Jesus. Yes, praise God. I'm so thankful for that. But there does come a point in every person's life where they have to make a decision to choose to follow Jesus. I, yes, was blessed to be in a position that I never really encountered like intense evil and that kind of thing. I had a father that beat me to smithereens. Like, I'm just so thankful for how blessed I was. But even so, I was ignorant of so much in my life until about 17 when I actually decided to publicly say, hey, I want Jesus in my life. But even then, even then, I was still struggling with pornography. I went straight back into it, right? And it was only until I was 19 years old that I actually came and I pursued deliverance myself. And went after it and said, this is mine according to scripture. I believe it. I want to walk in it. I receive it. Because 2,000 years ago, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his wounds, I was healed. And I saw that and it became real to me. And I could actually start to walk in it. And then I cared more about the Bible than anything else in my life. And when that happened, I started to want and walk in everything that it said I could walk in. And I received every single bit of it. And I'm still needing more. There's so much. The scripture keeps going. It's infinite, right? And so now the ministry, I don't even know why I'm like preaching and screaming here, but I'm passionate. I'm passionate. I'm excited about it because the ministry of Jesus is active in my life. And the ministry of Jesus is active in Shan's life, my wife. And the ministry of Jesus is active in the lives of the people closest to me. And I know when people look at the friends that are closest to me, they will say, you will see, I know where you're going in the future. You're going into ministry because that's what everyone's doing around me. They're leading people to Jesus. They're praying for the sick and they're recovering. They're casting out demons. 
Like it's so real. And it's not hard. It's not spectacular like these demons are terrifying. It's not hard at all. It's as simple as get out in the name of Jesus. I'm anointed by Jesus because it's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. Get out in the name of Jesus. That person now free. All right, come. You need to give your life to the Lord because look what scripture says. It says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what it says. And the Bible is the only authority in ex- the only true, right, pure, and righteous altogether authority in existence. Hands down. That's the one thing you really have to understand about Scripture. That's the hardest thing to grapple with. You have to put your faith in that. One, because God is faithful. <clears throat> he doesn't lie. He doesn't change. So if He said something, it is forever. Sorry. It's written. It says his word is settled in heaven. It's done. You cannot change it. And it also says all things work out together for the good of those called according to his purpose. And those are they that are saved. So when that's you, praise God, you're in good hands. The favor of the Lord comes upon you. And that's, that's legit. Go read Psalm 1. It says, when you delight yourself in the Lord, you'll be like a tree planted by streams of water. You'll yield your fruit in season. Your your leaf will never wither. And everything you do will prosper. It goes from glory to glory, to victory to victory. Strength to strength, the head and never the tail. When God is behind you, nobody can come against you. Or no, someone can come against you, but they will flee in seven directions. Because that's what scripture says. Right. So now when you start realizing your authority, you start realizing, flip, I'm not sitting around here waiting for the devil to come and give me a hard day. I'm taking the battle to the devil. Lord, I sit here today. I thank you for my authority as a believer. Jesus, I praise you for the blood that was um, shed that I could be here. Satan, I command you to get your grubby little stinking hands off of everything in my life. That you've been fiddling with. I reject your schemes. I renounce everything the devil is doing in my life. That has come to steal, kill and destroy. Every family member that is going through a tough time. Whatever it is. Take it upon yourself to wreak havoc for the devil. Every single day. Because that's what Jesus did. 1 John 3 verse 8. (coughs) Says. The son of man appeared to destroy the works of the devil. And so now he lives in you. You destroy the works of the devil for a living daily. And if someone doesn't like it, that's fine. No problem. Keep hanging out with Satan. See how it turns out for you. Sooner or later, they will confess and bow to the knee and say, Jesus Christ is Lord because that's written. Because that's the word of God. And that's forever. So that was intense. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that built your faith so that today you go and give the devil a flipping difficult day. I don't even know why I'm so frustrated. I love you. I pray you have an amazing day (laughs) and I'll see you tomorrow.